brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. Good morning. We begin with a look at one of the biggest businesses in the state of Georgia, agriculture. Agriculture contributes nearly $70 billion annually to Georgia's economy. That's according to the UGA Center for Agribusiness and Economic Development. Here in Monroe County, our students begin ag education at a very young age. MPTV's Madison Justice spoke with Willow Waldrop about her time in our ag education program. Hello, my name is Madison Justice, a senior here at Mary Persons High School, and I'm here with Willow Waldrop. Willow is the president of the Mary Persons FFA chapter, an advocate for the Support Georgia Agricultural Organization, and recently attended the 95th National FFA Convention and Expo as a delegate, representing the state of Georgia. I am so excited to be able to sit down and discuss her accomplishments, as well as how her involvement has gone just beyond our local agricultural community. So Willow, how long has agriculture been a part of your life? Agriculture has been a major part of my life since I was born. I have grown up on a fourth generational beef cattle and hay farm here in Monroe County. And I have truly started investing my time when I was in the first grade and started showing lambs and pigs. Um, since then, I have become further involved in agriculture at my family's farm by now showing lambs, pigs, and beef cattle, along with working on my family's farm through raising cattle and sheep. How would you say raising and showing livestock has affected you thus far? Raising and showing livestock has taken up the majority of my life and impacted me in every part. Um, through raising my own lambs and getting to watch them grow and develop, I have learned to not take life for granted and to be thankful for everything that I'm given and to work hard for everything. I've also learned the great responsibility of having to care for livestock every day of my life. It doesn't matter if it's raining outside, if it's cold, if it's hot. Um, you have to go and feed them and take care of them. And it's not just going and giving them feed. You have to walk them and actually work them. Um, showing livestock overall has just taught me the importance of hard work and to never give up. And when did you first get involved with FFA? Um, well, it has always been a part of my life since my dad is an agriculture teacher and an FFA advisor. Um, I've always gone to shows with him and I've gone to competitions and to FFA camp when I was little. Um, but I first became an official member in the seventh grade. And how long have you been in leadership positions within FFA? Um, so I've been in a leadership position since my sophomore year of high school. Um, and what officer positions have you held in particular? I was vice president of our chapter my sophomore year and I served as president last school year and I continue to do so this school year. And what would you say that you've learned from these positions? I've learned the importance of working hard and how to delegate tasks to others. I've also learned the importance of keeping a balanced schedule and managing a great amount of tasks at one time. And as I mentioned earlier, you recently attended the 95th National FFA Convention and Expo in Indianapolis, Indiana as a delegate representing the state of Georgia. How were you chosen for this opportunity? So there are a total of 475 delegates from across the nation um, that attend the national convention and represent their state. Each state is allowed a certain amount based on the number of FFA members in their state and each state has a minimum of two. Some states only get to have two because their membership isn't as high as ours, but Georgia has a really great honor 
of getting to send 36 delegates. Um, we had the third highest number of delegates behind Texas and California. Um, serving as a delegate allows you to represent your state and is a, an important task, especially when other states do not have the same level of representation. I was chosen through an application process that was open to all um, senior and college freshman FFA members across the state, and only um, 36 of us were chosen, so it's definitely a big honor to get to serve and to get to represent Georgia at National Convention. What would you say was the most rewarding part of this experience? Through being a delegate, I was able to meet so many people from across the state and the nation. Um, I made great friends with people here in Georgia and was able to work with some of the best. Um, I was really, along with making friends, it was really eye-opening to see just the different aspects of agriculture here in Georgia. Um, I'm primarily, you know, focused in livestock and especially beef cattle and hay, whereas many people, especially from South Georgia, are focused on pecans or cotton or poultry. Um, and it's just interesting to see the different areas of agriculture and just how broadly agriculture impacts every part of the state. And I was also able to see this by meeting people from across the nation who um, just have a very different influence and have a very different way of life in their journey in agriculture um, and it was just really great to see just how different it is across the country and how it's not just one or two things and it, it really does take up everything and every part of somebody's life and it impacts everyone's life. Um, so what were your responsibilities as a delegate? Um, there were a total of six committees that worked on different tasks and needs in the FFA. Everybody, the 475 was split up among those committees. Um, I was selected to serve on the Strengthening Workforce Connections Committee, and I worked with around 70 other FFA members from across the nation to improve FFA and directly connect um, the things that we are learning, the, the workshops that we're going to, the competitions that we're competing in to the agriculture industry and the workforce to make sure that we are aligning with what after we graduate from high school or college, we're really gonna be using this stuff and making sure that it's valuable. Um, along with working in the committee, I attended delegate hearings where we made decisions as a whole and voted on various amendments. Um, we attended luncheons and dinners, networking, um, conventions, and we really just got to represent Georgia to the rest of the nation and just represent ourselves in the best way possible. And we also got to cheer on all of the people who were winning from Georgia. And so it's just a really great opportunity for me. And you were also chosen to be a 2022-2023 advocate for the Support Georgia Court for the Support Georgia Agricultural Organization. For those unfamiliar, what is this organization? Support Georgia Agriculture is a business that was founded when COVID-19 shut everything down. The owner realized that many organizations and nonprofits who support the Georgia FFA Foundation would no longer be able to with the shutting down of events across the state and nation. Um, so within two weeks of selling Support Georgia Agriculture merchandise, they raised $15,000 for the Georgia FFA Foundation. And that really helped out when a lot of other organizations were not able to give the money that they give every year. Um, so since 2020, Support Georgia, Support Georgia Agriculture has now raised over $100,000 for the Georgia FFA Foundation. Um, this money goes straight to the foundation, which directly supports students through providing scholarships, competitions, workshops, so much more. 
Um, my trip to the National Convention was completely paid for and provided by the Georgia FFA Foundation. And without businesses like Support Georgia Agriculture, that would not be possible. And how were you chosen to become an advocate? I went through an application process that was open to students across the state, and that involved creating video that represented my life in agriculture and how it has impacted me. Um, I was chosen along with 12 others to represent Support Georgia Agriculture as an advocate. And what opportunities has being an advocate given you? Being an advocate has furthered my knowledge of agriculture and the different aspects of it and how it can be so different across the state. It has also helped further my knowledge of how important the Georgia FFA Foundation is to students and members and how heavily it impacts um, FFA members across the state. I've also met a lot of really cool people who work to promote our way of life and to support others in agriculture and just how important it is to the world around us. All right, thank you. Tis the season for holiday music. For the next month, the Monroe County Fine Arts Center will be filled with the sounds of the season. MPTV's Emma Phelan checked in with Fine Arts Coordinator Samantha Stevens for a rundown of all the holiday events you and your family can attend. Hey y'all, I'm Emma and I'm with Miss Stevens. <laughs> and today, today we're here to talk about upcoming events at the Fine Arts Center. Yeah, I I said to you before we even started, let me pull my calendar out mm -hmm. so I can look at it because it's the most wonderful yes. time of the year. There's always stuff going on. There's a lot of great stuff going on at the Fine Arts Center, and I'm I'm thrilled. Busy season is good season, mm -hmm. you know, yes. and it's the holidays, and we're getting mm -hmm. into the spirit. Um, it's concert time. Yes, right. So. I, we're, we're wishing everyone, uh, hoping everyone had a great Thanksgiving mm -hmm. um, and is enjoying that time. But when we get back, we're going to be super, super busy. Uh, kicking it off for us is the Mary Persons High School Band. Yes. That's the symphonic and concert band and students in my guitar class. My guitar class is also going to be mm -hmm. showcasing a few songs. That's December the 5th. And then on December the 6th, we have Miss Trevitt's art class with okay. the most popular event they do all year, probably, the Empty Bowls. Have you ever been to Empty Bowls before? I have not. What is that? Oh my gosh. Empty Bowls is wonderful. It's um, a pottery ceramic exhibit where mm. you can actually purchase pieces oh. and they have chili. Wow. Um, there's really like jazz music, snacks, the chili dinner, um, and you get to browse um, all of the offerings that are up for sale, mm -hmm. plus the incredible exhibit they just opened that's on display right now in really? the lobby of the FAC. Yes, it's color theory work, um, all kinds of just beautiful pieces. Mm -hmm. So I love that we're also able to have like a really great visual yes. arts moment. Really in showcasing. Yes, you know, besides walking in the hallways at Mary Persons, when do you get to see that? You don't, not yes. enough. No. Right? Not enough. No. So it's really their time um, mm -hmm. in the Fine Arts Center as well, and that's going to be wonderful. Then we'll have the middle school band on December yes. the 7th, December the 8th, elementary school choirs. Oh, wow. Right? I'm back to like back I'm to be, back. I feel like I'm going to be putting my makeup on <laughs> in lunch, at lunchtime in my office every day. Uh, it's great, though. And then on the 12th, we will welcome a really special event, which is a combined high school and middle school chorus concert and they i just want to say i i'm in yearbook 
Yeah. And I work on the course pages, the band pages. Yes. Both course and band, they sound amazing. They do sound amazing. Like, truthfully, yeah. they are very gifted students and a work of art. Come support them. A work yes. of art. I love how you just said that. I think what people don't realize is these events are that the chorus in the band and also mm -hmm. all of the events that we're sharing with you right now are open to the public. Mm -hmm. Yes. And even if you don't have a, a student, a child, a grandchild, a cousin, or anyone personally connected to you yes. participating, it is the caliber of show yes. that you could go see anywhere mm -hmm. professional. Yes. And we have it. Oftentimes they're free mm -hmm. or no more than $10 for entry. Yes. And we encourage you. It's the holiday season. Come out. Get mm -hmm. some. Get some cheer. Get out Fresh and about. Air. Come see the Christmas tree will be up. Yes. You know? And then I also don't want to forget our elementary band. Yes. They're going to be with us on the 15th. And then we've talked a lot about this. Our concert series, our Legends and Locals concert series, will wrap up on December 16th with Jason Horde and Friends, mm -hmm. Bluegrass Gospel Christmas. It's going to be a magnificent show. He is bringing some absolute a-list mm -hmm. Nashville musicians that are dear friends. Wow. Among them, um, a pal of mine, Janae yes. Fleener, who just won the CMA again for wow. Musician of the Year. She's a great fiddle player. But Jason's an amazing guy, and he's a brilliant musician. And I know that a lot of people in this area know him and love him. And uh, it's going to be a really, really great night of music um, to really kick off Christmas break. Yes. And, uh, and just be a wonderful event for families to come out to as well. The mm -hmm. ticket prices are um, pretty doggone amazing, if I do say so myself. Really? Yeah. So um, please give us a shout at the board office or go online to our website. We're happy to help you with tickets. We still have tickets available. But this is my favorite time of year yes. at the Fine Arts Center. And I love seeing everyone from the community come out to yes. support our students and our programs. And all these events, all the happening in Forsyth, Georgia, in your right. hometown, for little to no cost. So please, come out, support the community, support the children growing up in the community. That's right. You said it, You, I could not say it better myself, sweetie. That's absolutely it. If we want to continue doing these yes. types of events, we need your support. Yes, And the kids do. deserve it. Yes, we do. So we hope to see you very soon. Yes, we do. All right. Thank you very much, Miss Stevens. You're welcome. I'm Emma Phelan. Bye, y'all. To get you even more excited, we have a special message from our holiday headliner, Jason Horde. Well, I tell you what, Christmas is right around the corner. And me and my bluegrass girls and boys are going to be at the Monroe Fine Arts Center. Monroe County, Georgia, that's in Forsyth. We'd love to have you on December the 16th. We start at 7.30 p.m. at night. It's going to be so much fun. And uh, we're going to be doing some of the standards and the classic and some worship music as well. So you can get your tickets at freshtix.com. Go and check it out. We'd love to have you. For many people, the high school yearbook is a cherished memory. But what does it take to put together the perfect annual? MPTV's Caroline Buffington spoke with yearbook advisor Chelsea Jenkins for more. I'm Caroline Buffington and you're listening to Magic 100. Joining us today is Ms. Chelsea Jenkins, the advisor of the school club known as Impiscope. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing well today. How are you, Caroline? I'm doing pretty good myself. 
So for the first question we have, what does Imposcope do? Imposcope is the club slash class at school that completely builds the annual yearbook. And embedded with that, we are supposed to kind of talk about journalism standards and work on photo skills, design skills, and interviewing skills. How do you decide the theme for each year's book? So at the end of the year, a major project for each yearbook member is to come together and design a Google PowerPoint slides of what they think the theme should be. And they have to include colors and fonts and examples of features and everything that goes into the book. And then as a group, we all present and we choose and vote the one that we want to represent the next school year. Interesting. How does someone get on the yearbook staff? In order to get on the yearbook staff, you need to let a teacher know or let me know that you are interested. We do have an application that we like for you to fill out that just asks some general questions about what you're good at and what you can offer the team. And then um, we also ask for teacher recommendations to kind of figure out what kind of student you are. And then we as a group, uh, especially with my editors, we decide who is going to be in the class. What is one word you would use to describe this year's staff? This being my first year, I think this year's staff is colorful and motivated. I think everybody brings something unique to the table and everybody definitely has their own strength. Um, but I also think with this year being such an important year for fundraising and uh, for kind of going above and beyond, everybody's really motivated to do that and has really brought forth a lot of ideas and um, just energy to making us successful. Why are deadlines so important to me? Oh, okay, so deadlines, we have 48 pages due every couple of months. Um, and we so we have to submit pieces of the yearbook at a time which is interesting and something I didn't know about yearbook but if we do not meet our deadline that negatively affects the procession of our book and it affects the printing we could get them late um, and I don't a hundred percent know what happens if we don't meet a deadline I just know I'm terrified of that um, and I believe it also costs us more money so um, there, the Jostens plant is on a schedule as well, and we have to abide by that. But it also keeps us on a schedule with what we are covering and what we turn in. Is there a lot of obligation for members outside of school? I wouldn't say there's a lot. Um, members are given class time to go and sell to business ads, which is a major fundraiser for our book because they print at around $120 each and we start selling them at 60. So we cover the cost of that and we do that by going out to businesses. Um, I would also say, depending on what you cover, what sport or what academic, um, most of the time we have time in class for you to go and get pictures. But for sports events, um, you do have to go you know, to a couple of games or a couple of events to get really good pictures and to kind of learn about what you're writing on. Um, and so minimal time outside of school, nothing crazy. Can you tell me more about how the yearbook is funded? 
Yes, so we do sell yearbooks um, and students and faculty members and parents pay for about half of them. But we also rely heavily on business ads. We go out into the community, we try to see if we know anybody. Um, one of the most important things I've learned this year is that nothing in a school system gets done without fundraising and without the support of local businesses. Um, we had a, a pretty substantial goal to reach this year and uh, we've worked really hard to meet it and it's not easy but we would not be able to sell the yearbook probably at all if we didn't have business ads and then something we're starting this year is fundraising so we started out fundraising the Jackson t-shirts and I believe we will be doing that every year from now on and we also sold sweatshirts MPs um, we sold a gray and a black sweatshirt and we're looking to at least do one more in the spring and sell sweatpants so kind of make a set out of it why should people buy yearbook this year oh because it's awesome um, as a as an adult especially one that teaches yearbooks I think are exciting on the day of and I think that people don't really recognize what goes into it at the high school level but it is something that you will look back over and appreciate and I think the, the meaning comes from it more so when you look at it as you age um, and just kind of remembering what events and things you participated in and being able to flip through with, you know, your soon-to-be spouse or your kids or, you know, to show them, like, this is where you come from. It's just such a, a timeless encapsulation of some of the most important years of your life. and. Um, I have yearbooks from every year that I was in school. That was something my mom always made sure of. And it's just, it's a special thing to have. What is something people can look forward to on yearbook distribution day? I think people always look forward to what the theme is going to be um, and what the cover is going to look like. Um, something else that I've learned are the elements that go into yearbooks. So, you know, we pick a color scheme. We have um, just a few colors that we use and you know I'm absolutely in love with this year's theme and um, everything that it represents and I think that it's really cute and I think that we have in we have put the theme into all of the pages very very well so far this year um, and I think people are gonna like it and um, I think it's gonna be great with this being your first year advising what is something you plan on doing differently next year I think next year will be different absolutely because I'll have taught it you know a year and going into it I will know more what to do I think next year I'll give my new people some more practice especially with design because that's not something that comes naturally to people and it's very difficult it's just kind of a process you just have to play around with it until you know you get better but I also think um, we will schedule picture days differently that's something that um, we would like to change and um, definitely knowing ahead of time what kinds of pictures we need for things. I think this year we scrambled a little bit at the end just because I wasn't aware. Um, so next year I'll definitely be able to fix that. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to our radio show and thank you, Ms. Jenkins, for talking with me today. Absolutely. Did you know Mary Persons High School has an equestrian club? Let's check in with MPTV to find out more about it. Hi, I'm Erin and I'm here with Cade and Lydia to talk a little bit about the Equestrian Club. What is your position in the Equestrian Club, Cade? 
My name is Cade DeMichael. I'm in the 11th grade at Mary Persons, and I'm the founder and captain of the Equestrian Club. And Lydia, what is your position in the club? My name is Lydia, and I'm the president and co-founder of the Equestrian Club. What is the Equestrian Club? The Equestrian Club is a group of student equestrian athletes that recognizes the accomplishments of competitive athletes through earning your letterman jacket and awards throughout the school year. Is the club school funded? At this time, the club is not school funded. This means all members of the club must supply themselves with their own equipment. If you don't already have equipment, members of the club can get you contacts to get started. Where do you practice? We practice at Marigold Stables in Forsyth, Georgia. What has been your biggest takeaway since joining the club? Through the club, I've gained recognition on my accomplishments outside of school. For many members, this is the first opportunity they have gotten to have school support of our sport. Lydia, what is your favorite memory? My favorite memory would probably be jumping training level this past summer. And then Cade, what is yours? My favorite memory is placing sixth in area this past summer at Stableview in Aiken, South Carolina. And what is the farthest you've gone, Lydia? The farthest I've gone is Oklahoma City for Nationals and Worlds. And then do y'all both want to tell us a little bit about your horse? My horse is Callie. She's a quarter horse mare that I bought from my trainer, Shelby Varnum. She's competed, or she schooled up to training level and competed up to novice and recognized events. Um, and she can school through higher movements and dressage. And then Lydia? I have a eight-year-old off-the-track thoroughbred that I just bought in February. She's schooled through training level and competed through beginner novice. I bought her from one of my trainer's former students. Okay, so what are the responsibilities of having a horse? Um, some of the responsibilities are if like injuries, if you have injuries, you, have, you can have insurance on your horse for up to however much you bought the horse for. And throughout like your insurance policy lasts throughout the year with however much you bought the horse for. So if something happens, you take them to the vet and the insurance pays for however much is needed for the injury. Okay, Cade. Um, some other responsibilities are yearly vet checks and their teeth have to be float, like going to the dentist. And Dan Carter is our veterinary at Marigold Stables. Our farrier is Jeremy Miller, and he comes every six weeks for our competition horses, and he can put pads in their shoes, trim their feet down, whatever they need to studs. He can stud them so that they can run faster. <laughs> yeah, he keeps our horses sound so they can perform their job. So how long have y'all been riding horses for? I've been riding since I was eight years old in fourth grade, and I got my first horse when I was 11 in sixth grade? I started riding when I was four in pre-K and I got my first horse when I was eight. So to wrap all this up, how do you join the Equestrian Club? If you're interested in joining, please email myself or Lydia Rollins or the, the sponsor of the club, Ronna DeMichael at mcschools.org with any questions or inquiries. Thank you for both being with us today and I'm Erin. And I'm Lydia. And I'm Cade. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Equestrian Club sounds like a lot of fun. 
Now, as we wrap things up this morning, I want to remind you about our new Monroe County Schools app. It's the best place to keep up with all the things going on at your child's school. See the latest news, browse our staff directory, check out the new events calendar, and stop by the dining section to see what's being served at your child's school. You'll find all that and much more on our new app. Just search Monroe County Schools GA in the app or Google Play stores to download yours today. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to see the latest activities from the classroom. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.